Good morning. Good morning. For those of you who missed last time, nothing really happened. Just uh, there was a civil war and 42,000 people died, but um, it wasn't really much. So just going to go to the next part. I'm just kidding. Uh, basically, <laughs> um, the people of Ephraim, who are the, the people who see themselves as a leadership tribe in the people of Israel, they approach Yiftah, who is from which tribe? Menashe. And where in Menashe? Other side of the Jordan. Other side of the Jordan in Gilad. Alon knows his stuff. Okay? So they approach him and they say, Why didn't you bring us into battle with you as you were fighting the Ammonite people? And they said, We're going to burn your house on fire. Pretty like, I find it to be like Why a they kind of like a. To come help? Don't they know that there's huge suffering? If you remember, that whenever he was rallying. The people he was going, he went to the cities of Menashe to rally the people. Yeah, but so like, why didn't you come to our cities to rally our people? But when the when they were talking about it, it was Bnei Israel suffered, right? Isn't Ephraim part of Bnei Israel? That's why I asked, how can you say the whole? People? We had this question before. They all suffered the Navi will say the Navi will say, and Bnei Israel were in a difficult situation when it's just one. It could be a localized issue still, and it will say Bnei Israel were in a difficult position. Now, Yiftach, who, when did this happen before? When did Ephraim come and complain about battle, about, about uh, you not telling us about the battle? Was it Ehud? No, it was Gidon. Gidon. They, when they conquered Orev and Ze'ev, the, the princes of Midian, um, yeah. what, basically what happened is Gidon routed the main army, but then the princes got away, and he sent Ephraim to go catch him. And Ephraim said, why didn't you, t- why didn't you tell us to come to the main battle? And then he says... What you guys did was better than thing. He says, "Tov or something like that. And that was amazing because what did Gidon do that by doing that? He made them feel good about themselves, and he caused he brought peace. They they calmed down. But Yiftach is cut from a different cloth. He is like a imagine like the mob boss. He's not as sensitive to the to the feelings of the people. He's like, you're going to burn my house on fire? Oh yeah? So he gathers people of Menashe and he goes and he attacks. Civil war. Civil war. Basically what happened is they conquered the crossroads between the Jordan River, uh, between the the two halves of Israel, the crossroads of the Jordan it's called. And they they would try to catch the Menashe people, conquered those crossroads. And as people were from Ephraim were trying to flee or were trying to cross, they would ask them, they, they wanted to kill them because there was civil war. So how were they determined? So apparently there was a dialect in Ephraim that they could not say the sh sound, S-H. By the way, I, I, couldn't, I used to not be able to say it either. Remember? Yeah. yeah. I, had a, I had a terrible lisp. God bless my mother. Yeah. They caught people, anybody? Yeah. So I had, I had the same problem. I used to be an Ephraimite. And then, yeah. And then... Uh, what happened? So, so they would go, and Ephraim had this dialect. They couldn't say the sh sound, so they would say instead of saying the word shibolet, they would say sibolet with an s. And then anybody who did it, they would kill him, and they killed forty-two thousand people. That's the story. Is there any other story similar to this, or is this the famous story about the shin? No, this is the one. Oh wow! Yeah, this is that famous story about the shin and shin. All right. 
And then Yiftach, Pasuk Zayin, Yishpot Yiftach at Yisrael Shesh Shanim, he judges Israel for six, year, six years. Vayamot Yiftach HaGiladi Vayikabel Be'are Gilad. And he died and he was buried in the cities of Gilad. Okay. By the way, an interesting midrash. Vayikabel Be'are Gilad. I heard a nice, I read a nice perush this morning. He was buried in the cities of Gilad. So the, what's the peshat? What does it mean he was buried in the cities of Gilad? There was a place called Are Gilad. There was a place called Cities of Gilad. It was like one of probably like the main city of a group of cities, and he was buried there, in one of like the main towns. But if you if you want to read into it more, you could find a question. What would the question be? And he was buried in the cities of Gilad. Like All right, like how are you buried in more than one city? Mm-hmm. So the Chachamim say he developed an, a sickness, and Gilad, as he was walking. From city to city, he was losing limbs. His limbs were just dropping off. Until he died. Yeah, it is gross. Until he died with limbs scattered in multiple cities. Very curious, Midrash. What do you think it means? You think that's Peshat? That he just, his limbs just dropped off? No, it probably means something. What I read this morning is that it could mean that Yiftach was responsible for the scattering or the um, separation. A separation of Bnei Israel. He caused more internal strife than he caused unity. Mm-hmm. So his body was scattered all over the place. Mm-hmm. So I have a wow. weird question. I, that was from by Rabbi Michael Hatton in his book by Magid Publishers. If Brian lost this civil war, yeah. But if Yiftach was in the wrong, why would it go that way? Like, if Yiftach was, I in think the, both sides were, were wrong. Both, both sides had a problem. But why? Ephraim had an ego problem and, and Yiftach, the problem is Yiftach probably had a bigger ego problem Especially because he was kicked out of his house as a child But Yiftach was Considered a leader of Bnei Israel Well, no He was a He was the last choice when they couldn't find A leader for Bnei Israel he was the, the fa- he was the choice that they had to choose Because they couldn't find a leader And his, one of his main qualities Is that he's doing this because he's like First of all, whenever they enthroned him, they made him the leader of Menashe. It was the elders of Menashe who got, got, together, got together, no? Let's just look at it quickly. Yeah. It's the people of Menashe that, are gathered, that, that called him. Meaning, if he's going to have any loyalty, he's probably not that, that to the extent that he has loyalty for the whole people of Israel. <coughs> His loyalty first and foremost to Menashe And if you, if you, if you affront Menashe More so if you make an affront to Yiftach To his ego That's going to be a problem Okay Now who came after Yiftach? That's the end of the story of Yiftach We're going to do a couple of smaller judges That we don't really have much on them And then it's going to be Gidon in the next, in the next chapter After Gilad was Ivtsan from Betlechem so this guy Ivtsan, he ruled for seven years And he had 60 children 30 of his daughters he sent out And they all got married And he brought in 30 wives for his sons Wow he had a lot of biracha. I think Radak says something. Let me see if I could read it. I think he says it just represents his his overall biracha and his success. Why, why 
Why does it say Boaz? It's Boaz, yeah. Um, there's a Midrash that says that Ibtan was Boaz and all his kids died. And then whenever Ruth came, he had no more kids. So then David, or the, who was Boaz's son again? At the end of Ruth. Yeah, with Ruth. Bo- Boaz's son was his only son after 60 of them died. Why the Chachami make the connection between Boaz and Ibtan? I have no, I have no clue. Those Salma is, is Boaz's mom. What? Never mind. The Radak tries to give a reason why they made that. How is he going to pay me back? Because of this, everybody died. All of his sons died. I know, I, I didn't translate. So, so what the Radak is saying is, the Chachamim of this Midrash, this man, Ifzan, who has 30 sons and 30 daughters, is Boaz. Very difficult Midrash to understand why they assume it's Boaz, but they say there's a backstory because the next story is going to be Manoach, who's the father of Shimshon. Now, Manoach and his wife, Eshet Manoach, the, the Gemara even says her name. Somebody showed it to me. I don't, I don't know what her name is. So, um, the, they were childless. So the uh, the Chachamim say there's a backstory where Boaz, in his first round of having 60 kids, he had obviously 60 weddings. And to every wedding, he wasn't inviting Manoach. Because he said, Manoach is never going to have a wedding where he can invite me back. Right? Oh, you invite the people. You don't invite someone so you can invite them. Yeah. Ah, okay. That, that's, the, that's what that's the Chachamim exactly say was happening. And the Radak, I think he's saying here that he's like, it would be nice if they had this as tradition, but I don't know if Radak is, is a... Oh, I, don't think, I don't think Radak believes it, by the way. Yeah. He says, what does it mean, Mike? What does it mean? I think it's a nice idea if this is yeah. the tradition they had, but yeah. I don't... He says, exactly. The real, the real Peshat that Radak <laughs> likes is that Ifzan, this, this leader, why are we talking about his daughters and his sons? To show you that he had a great success <laughs> and he had a lot of Biracha and that he was a good leader of B'nai Israel. Okay, next person. Pasuk Elon Zebuloni. Elon Zebuloni. Sorry, I had to do that. Okay, afterwards, the Elon Hazavuloni. So we have Alon, Elon. So that's a reference to Alon Gohari. And Zavuloni is another Mashadi name. It's where we're getting filled with Mashadi names in this Pasuk. And Elon Hazavuloni, he led Israel for 10 years. And he died, and he was buried in Ayalon in the land of Zavulun. Question: Weren't wasn't the, the the judges like the Hashem sent? Aren't the Shoftim like the ones Hashem sent to bring Am Yisrael closer? And yeah. Okay. So when we're saying just to go back to say how Yiftach Giladi was, he was he was a Shofet over a, for, for Israel for six years. Yeah. We're saying that he he split them more apart. Isn't that 
At the end of the day, he maybe wasn't so good for the unification of Bnei Israel like David Melech, but he did fight off the enemies and kept relative peace. I think that's to that extent you call him a shofet. Is he the perfect shofet? No, we're at the end of the book of Shofetim and we've been seeing the deterioration, and that's part of the point. So that the shofet at the beginning was Otniel ben Kenaz, the greatest guy ever, and then by the end. You got guys like Exactly. Okay, last one. Last one. Vaishbod Aharavat Israel Avdon ben Hilel Apir Atoni. After him was a man named Avdon, the son of Hilel, from the city of Pir Aton, I guess. Vailo Arbaim Banim, Ushloshim ben Ebanim. He had 40 sons and 30 grandsons. Rochavim al Shivim Ayarim. And they were, they were riding on 70. What's an Ayar? Colts. Colt? Okay, it's a type of horse. Okay, they're riding on 70 horses. And he judges her for 8 years. Then Avdon died and he was buried in Pir Aton in the land of Ephraim. That's interesting because um, just the fact that he's from Ephraim. They, find, they finally got their leader. Because we we've so far seen two from Menashe. Gidon and Yiftah, and even Abimelech, if you want to call him a leader. Okay, Pasuk Aleph of Yirgimah, Vayosifu Bnei Yisrael, Asot Harab Bnei Adonai, Bnei Yisrael did the most evil in the eyes of God. Vayitinem Adonai biyad Pelishim Arbaim Shana, and he gave them to the hands of the Pelishim for 40 years. Now, where did Amon come from ge- geographically? Uh, southeast, no? Amon came from the east, yeah, somewhere in the east. Where are the, where are the Pelishim coming from? West. The west, from the coast. Technically. They were coastal people. So... Who do you think, which tribe was on the coast that's going to have to deal with the Pelishtim? Dan. Dan is on the coast. That's why Dan is the one that's dealing with the Pelishtim in the coming section. That's where uh, uh, thing Shimshon is from. Okay, so it's good to know where the attacks are coming from. There could also be overlap. I mean, it could be that there was relative peace in the western half of Israel while the Ammonites were encroaching. And the Ammonites gets pushed back. And while they're still in the process of being pushed back, the Pelishtim already came. The, the Tanakh lays it out a little bit more Orderly than that, but it could be that there is overlap between these things, and it had to have been. yeah, it probably is exactly. Um, final thing: Why do we have to know about the forty sons and the thirty grandsons of this guy, and that he had that he had uh, seventy cults? Yeah, to show that it showed you successful and. Oh, Abdon. Abdon. Abdon ben Hilel Apira Atoni. Yeah, that's probably the idea. Same as same as the first guy, same as the Ivtsan. Right, to show his wealth and his relative success. Okay? Baruch Adonai Lulam. Amen. Amen. Amen.